Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of 20 Minutes at the Bar, the <laughs> show where we prove every week we can talk about anything for 20 minutes. At so least. I'm here with the crew, and we just finished pub quiz at House of Pendragon. We did and not win. Yeah. Not <laughs> so even close. We had First place loser. You were close. Rangers! Yeah. We had smart Sarah. You shot the bet on a few questions. Rangers. A lot of questions. Yeah, Ken there, Griffey were, Jr. there were a lot of questions. Cross Ken Griffey Jr. Out. We did cross, come out. On. cross out some right answers. It happens every week. Riyadh. Anyway. We had Sarah, smart Sarah, pull, and she pulled favorite story slash book and or uh, lie to these. I'm going to break the rule anyway. So, uh, so we're oh going to do that. Oh my God, we observe rules on this podcast? I, I don't. Movies are a no form one of does. storytelling. I don't because I edit it, so I do whatever I want. You are not wrong. <laughs> storytelling is that It's almost like you're the namesake of the network. Right. So let's get this going and go Sarah. All right. So my absolute all-time favorite story and all of, well, most of its iterations is Peter Pan. Um, I have a little shrine in my house with all kinds of Peter Pan statuettes. It's in one display case, okay? It's little. Um, But I also, like, if I happen upon a novel version that I don't have, I'm for sure buying that. Um, So I have, like, 20 (laughs) versions of the book. Um, But then I really, 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 my favorite adaptation of it is Hook. Um, I mean, adaptation is... Yeah, adaptation is loose because it is Peter as he grows up. Um, but I really, really love that movie, as do many people here. And if yeah. you were a child of the 90s, you probably love it as well because that movie is fucking great. Yep. Surprisingly, not a, not appreciated when it came out. No, it was, well, didn't make yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, no, a lot, but a lot it of was people. once it went on to home movies. It's kind of yeah. those cult classics. Yeah. Yep. I watched a lot. I didn't think, think cult because I was like, kid. everyone yeah. I know it's loves it. It's not really cult. But anymore. Yeah, but it I was mean, yeah. at one point. There's a subgenre yeah. of films that just people didn't like when it came out. But no. Galaxy Quest. Jeff, what you got? <laughs> so, uh, I gotta go with my favorite story that was ever told, and that is, of course, the trilogy of four books by J.R.R. Tolkien, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings series. I count The Hobbit in that. Yes, I do. Ew. Uh, <laughs> I do, because The Hobbit was the genesis of everything. Uh, but, but then he's like, oh, I can expand this story and call it The Lord of the Rings. And, of course, the Silmarillion falls in there, too, and just all of the ancillary works. Uh, but The Lord of the Rings, to me, is one of the greatest things ever written. Uh, I, I used to. I haven't done it in a few years. I have, I've used to reread the trilogy every year. I haven't done it in a while, I know. It's, it's, it's sad to me. But, but also, the Peter Jackson trilogy of, of Lord of the Rings films... Not the Hobbit trilogy that does not count because they fucked that shit up. So much extra Uh, effort. Fellowship of the Ring is a fantastic movie. Two Towers is a great movie with a couple of flaws. Return of the King had a few flaws that I'm a little sad about, but overall I can't be too, too mad at. Um, Yeah, I I will always watch those extended editions. Uh, Yeah, Lord of the Rings, there's parts of it that will always make me cry. And if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know that's not an uncommon thing. I don't know how he got so off though with the Hobbit trilogy. Like, because let's just he add a sh- no, let's no. just add a shit to the things that weren't in this book. Yeah. No, I he wanted to. I I, 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 I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was studio yeah. interference nope. saying we need to they make it. They didn't it ask for a love triangle that didn't it exist. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was Peter Jackson. Legolas is not in the Hobbit. 
Thank you. But they're like, I mean, and you might be right. I am wrong. silenced. Fuck Peter Jackson. Yeah, neither is like Thank a council. They I mean, don't have that like council of Elrond yeah. in the fucking. Yeah. But Orlando Bloom is he hot was, and he sells tickets. He wasn't hot by the time the Hobbit trilogy came out. He gained like 50 pounds. Butts in the seats. Orlando Bloom brings butts in the seats. Including his oversized butt in this film. If you know me, you know the thing I talk about. Otherwise, Katie! Uh, my favorite book of all time is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. That's your favorite one? Yep. Book four of the Harry Potter series was oddly the first book in the series that I read because yep. it was the brand new one that came out the year that I got into Harry Potter because I wasn't into it like the previous year when the other three had already been released. Um, so I started reading the fourth one and I got like three chapters in and I was like, nope, this isn't going to work <laughs> Doesn't for make me. any sense. This is not, I don't have all the info. So I went back and I read the rest of it. And like everyone else who was alive in the early 2000s and read children's books uh, or young adult books, uh, I was there for like the midnight release of the fifth and the sixth and the seventh mm-hmm. book. Um, you know, that book life. <laughs> But Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire took the the series into adulthood. It took it from being this like, oh, little kids who are gonna be wizards someday, and like there's a bad guy happening to like, holy fuck, this is like life and death. People are dying left and right. Like shit is for really real. And the maze, though it was done, the Triwizard Tournament was done horribly in the movies but is incredible in the book and that alone is why it's my favorite of the seven books yeah um total shout out like same same thing like i was trying to avoid harry potter because it was popular yeah exactly (laughs) it can't be good and then my well-meaning mother hi mom um she bought me (laughs) harry potter goblet of fire like didn't know it was the book four And she's like, oh, like this, you know, people have said this is a really good book. I'm like, mom, I'm trying not to read Harry Potter. Yeah, but then you gave in. And then I gave in. I was like, wait, this is the fourth book. I have to actually have these other ones. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I just just want to point out, Emma Watson, you are welcome on this podcast anytime. (laughs) So is anyone else. Yeah, Daniel Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. But mostly Emma Watson. Yeah, damn right he is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. How many pages? Oh, okay. Hey, Rob. One that came to mind, um, mm-hmm. though I came to it later in the in that the series by Stephen Brust, which is the Vlad Talos or Taltos series, started in the 80s before I was born. But when I discovered it, it was like 1990, 2000, and it was the Book of Agar. And it was confusing because he doesn't write chronologically. He jumps around. But the, but the books that he does, that's a combination of three, follow the timeline. And I started reading it. I was like, oh, it looks like an interesting series. And it's phenomenal. It has humans and elves, but they both believe that they're humans. And it's just so well written. And it just it spoke to me as a science fiction fantasy. It's what everything should be. Just enough realism. Just enough fantasy. It captured my imagination as a child and like I read it multiple times and then I was like oh he has like 20 of these (laughs) 
this is amazing. And then so I continue to read on, but it's one of the ones I just remember from my childhood because the the cover and the fat and then just so many books, which is what every reader wants to under find once oh, they yeah. find a new series. Someone needs you to text this to me because I've literally never heard of this series that you're talking about. But it sounds interesting. He does have some boring ones in there. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you, you get 20, 20 books, books like, like, there's yeah. going to be some duds. There's going to be some downtime. Like Let's the first learn about this puzzle. That's not, like, Stephen. Let's, let's not. run around a forest. <laughs> How about we not? <laughs> yep. Alexis. Um, the Wonder Woman story. I, I just thought of that. The story of Wonder Woman as told by... What's her name? Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Yep. Um, I cried. Like legit bald eyes out in the movie seeing a woman strong and just like empathetic and caring and fucking strong yeah um you don't see that in normal anything women are always like we have ailments and whatever and it was just really really have, cool to we see have, we need we're fainting on our fainting couch. Exactly. And so it was, it was finally fun to see like a real woman like being badass in her own right without a man helping her or whatever. And so it was really, really cool. Um, and I, you don't realize, I mean, I don't, the two other women here can maybe attest to this. Like you don't realize you're missing something until you see something you've never seen for the first time. Yep. Um, I mean, you see plenty of Marvel movies. You see Black Widow. You see, you know, Scarlet Witch or whatever. But they're not like. Well, maybe we'll see Black Widow. Right? Dominating, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I mean, up until that point, you'd seen like a little bit of a Black Widow's like backstory, and it's always just like, you know, dramatic and like Horrible. I was wronged. Yeah. But then you just see Wonder Woman like kicking ass, like walking across a freaking like desolate, <laughs> war-torn area, and just like. Being strong and leading, so that for me was, um, Wait, that was set in World War I. one of the best stories yeah. I've ever seen. No, because well, I just I like remember. bald my eyes out. I thought she was walking across no but it's like you don't know you're missing yeah. something until it's you see it. One. Like yeah. I've, we've seen plenty of Marvel yeah, movies, right? And you're just like, yes, Captain America, you go, Iron Man, you go, Hulk, you go, and then all of a sudden you don't realize, oh, I've never seen myself in something. So it was really, yeah. it was really, really cool. So. Wonder yep. Woman. No, that's a really good one. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, follow that. Third act villain is poop, but a lot of comic book movies cannot in their movies right. So can't, can't carry that third act. Yeah, you know, aw, I'm the dad from Harry Potter. I'm evil. I'm like, what the fuck is this? But hey, uh, now he plays a villain in, in like English things. I know, but he did look buff in that movie. I'm yeah, like, no, we don't. Like we don't as American audiences see him as a bad guy. He's yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> like, like he's, the cool ass weird he's dad. Weasley dad. Okay, so if you know me in this podcast, uh, I talk a lot. But I absolutely adore Stephen King. Uh, one of my favorite authors. If you see my bookshelf, I we are have all shocked and surprised. Just about every Stephen King story. So I went with the Dark Tower series. Yeah. Uh, at this point right now, it's nine stories. Uh, seven were the original, and then he had two spinoffs because in one of the books, there's this big gap of time, kind of like Star Wars, and I like. I'm gonna put all the extra stuff in there. <laughs> they, were, they were walking for like two years. He's like, well, yep. they saw a weird hurricane tornado that takes your skin off. And so they told stories about werewolves when it happened. Uh, he meets vampires. Roland, uh, it's supposed to look like Clint Eastwood. It's an amazing story. Uh, they made a movie, Idris Elba did amazing as Roland. A lot of people were mad because they made Roland black. If you read the book, there's a reason he's black. Um, Jesus. But it's a really, really, really cool story. 
Stephen King almost died when he was working on it and people were worried that he wouldn't finish it. Uh, there are tons of stories that people die and do not end it. Uh, a lot of people say this is Stephen King's magnum opus and he'll probably never make a series with seven plus books and probably won't. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I could talk 20 minutes about Dark Tower. <laughs> Read The Dark Tower. It's really, really good stuff. Sarah. So my second favorite story is uh, The Princess Bride mm. by William Goldman. Goldman. Um, I have no. Well, I have I have uh, mixed it up with William Golding, who's the Lord creator of, of the Lord of Flies, oh, okay, which is gotcha. very different. Yeah, a little bit. He has very, range. Very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so William Goldman. So the book version, very similar. The the movie adaptation was actually really good. Um, very true to the book. Um, but the book version, um, there's some interesting differences, like instead of the pit of despair, it's like a zoo of despair, and he has like different levels of things that the prince like hunts, and so he puts the most dangerous creatures on the fifth level underneath. It's, it's underground, so the fifth level is like the most dangerous things. So he puts Wesley there instead of like, it's not a pit, it's a zoo. Uh, but anyway, so there's little differences, but the, um, the exchange between the grandfather-grandson in the book is William Goldman just like fourth walling it all the time and he's oh. like oh because he's he's pretending like he's adapting it from F. Morgan Stern like that's a real author kind of thing quote unquote I'm doing air quotes um, but anyway so Lasers. he yeah so he um, he'll so break in every once in a while and he's like okay dear reader like the next 75 pages are talking about all of the ladies going to court and having packed their hat boxes and it's a lot of pages about hats, so I'm just going to take it out of there. And, and you'll know that these ladies come accompanied with hats. On to the story. You know, so yeah. he does little funny things like that that you know are never in the original story because this is the fucking original story. But by the end of it, you're like, is there an F. Morgenstern? What? I need to read this original unabridged version. It doesn't exist. Um, so those those exchanges, like he pretends that it's between him and his father. So there there is a little bit of that grandpa grand, grandson thing that happens in the movie, um, and it's all throughout the book. And so it's just a really entertaining book. Um, I loved the the movie growing up, and when I found out it was a book, the little bibliophile in me was like, what the fuck? I need this book right now. So I think I own, like, four copies of it because I really like it, and there's, like, an illustrated version with, like, annotations and stuff. Oh, that's nice. Everything really about cool. it just is that movie's yeah, absolutely yeah, phenomenal, yeah. and I love how the name of the book came to be. <laughs> yep. Just, yeah, it's just so... Yep, so it's, it's a great story. You should go buy it. Sometimes the 80s come in strong. Yep. <laughs> So I'm actually going to deviate from what would normally be my second pick. But yeah, if you're not going to talk about Star Wars. What? No, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm really not. Uh, I'm actually going to go to something we were just talking about because we just watched the the slightly less shitty movie <laughs> last night. Yep. Uh, and that is Dune. Uh, Wait, the one to come out? Stephen Lynch. Stephen Lynch version is version so far the less shitty one. But the, the new one still we'll has 90 see, days yeah. as of recording. Yeah. Before it comes out. Yeah, so I, I can't wait to see how the new version is. But uh, Dune to me is one of my favorite uh, sci-fi series. Like Dune? I could, I could talk about classic sci-fi uh, like all day long, all day early, uh, as we discovered before this podcast. Uh, but even like a couple summers ago, I went back and re-listened to a bunch of the 
you know, audiobooks of a bunch of these classic sci-fi novels, and uh, just, yeah, I, I, I can't get enough of them, but Dune is one of those series where it's, it's kind of J.R.R. Tolkien-y, and it's very oh, yeah. dense, it's very descriptive, Frank Herbert does that, uh, but it's very, it's very, like, medieval palace intrigue-y, uh, and you have to kind of understand the relationship of these great houses, you have to understand uh, just the whole... Like, no movie has yet done justice, or even TV miniseries, has yet done done justice to the true story of the first book of Dune, which is why they've never even really attempted many of the others. Uh, but, I mean, it's just a great story, and it, there's just a lot of intrigue, and fun little backstabbies, and just these... It, it, it's tropey, but it's fun. It, it rewards the readers. Yes. That put the time in, yeah, which is here. wonderful for a series. Because tropes aren't bad if they're written well. Tropes suck. Uh, tropes suck if they're done for me. Yeah, yeah. But tropes are good when they're. I think I think Herbert does a great job of that. And even in the later books, uh, I've not read all of them. I will admit, because there's just so damn many of them. But Kevin J. Anderson, a great writer in and of himself, does a lot of Star Wars novels. Does a great job of that. Uh, but anyway, Katie. So my second favorite um, book series, um, apart from Harry Potter, but fuck J.K. Rowling. Um, my second favorite book series is by child slash YA author uh, Rick Riordan. And uh, you probably know his name from the Percy Jackson series. Uh, he got really big from those because they're just really good kids books. Um, but he has, so his thing is like to follow, um, demigods. He chooses basically a, or a mythology and creates these demigods, like current times demigods that are descendants of these gods and talks about their stories. So the Percy Jackson one is the Greeks. There's a second series, the heroes of Olympus or the heroes of whatever it is. And it's the Greeks and the Romans. But the third series that he did, which is my absolute favorite, is called Magnus Chase. And it is the Viking version, the Norse mythology version um, of this demigod situation. So it follows Magnus Chase. He's a 16-year-old demigod. And he dies at the very beginning in this super heroic way. So he becomes an Einherji, which is basically a warrior for Odin, a dead warrior for Odin. And he has to spend the next three books with his other friends who are also dead soldiers for Odin, stopping Ragnarok from happening. And it's fucking fantastic. It's got uh, a child of Loki who is gender fluid and there's like this beautiful relationship that happens. It's fucking great. Loki is gender fluid in the series, but... The kid, but this is all about the kids of these horrible people and the stopping of Ragnarok, and it's fucking great. Uh, well, mine, uh, to fit more along the lines of what I've done before with the Book of Gar by Stephen Brest, is Stormfront by Butcher. I've heard that. Uh, Jim Butcher and his um, Dresden Files series. It, yes, sir. I was interest. I would. I was introduced. I found it randomly. I was allowed to run wild when my dad always has to go to Borders at the time. He would go and find <laughs> his books, and so I was allowed to just run wild and find a book every time. R.I.P. Rip. R.I.P. 
Um, and I found the book, and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Granted, by the time I again found it, there were at least ten. Yep. But I, I found the series, and I immediately start reading, and it has simultaneously one of the... Even though he doesn't technically like the series as much as you would hope he would, it's hilarious. It has the best power creep you will ever see in any literature. Yep, yep. Where you grow with the character and their power. It doesn't seem over the top. Wheel of time. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's such so well written. The character is consistent. He brings in dozens upon dozens of characters, and you feel connected to all of them. And you, and like, there's times where they don't show up for four books, and then they come back, you're like, I know this guy. So well written, and he's good enough to have proven with his other series, where he says it's the writer that makes the series, not the subject, and he did it, and uh, he's just amazing. Stephen Brust and Jim Butcher, my tops. My dad would still want a flowchart. He forgets about people after they're not in one book, so he's like, "Wait a minute, who is this person?" It's the one. <laughs> it's the one power I have while reading. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Alexis. Um, debating, going back and forth, but. What's in your heart? <laughs> Listen to your heart, because it's Listen calling to you. Listen to your heart. It's calling for you. Um. I'll go with the Hunger Games. Yeah. I really like the Hunger Games. Yep. Yep. I actually read all the books and saw the movies and really enjoyed it. Um, Have you read the prequel? No. You should. It's great. I need to flip and read the prequel. Read <laughs> I can't. Bo- I mean, I just I haven't read. I have not read books in a long time. I I need to, and I want to get back to that. The last book I like remember really reading was Wild, which is what I've been kind of going back and forth between, like Hunger Games or Wild by Cheryl Strayed. Because I actually met her in person; it was really cool. And she read some excerpts from her book Tiny Beautiful Things, which, if anybody's listening to this and you want to read a really good book and you want to like cry, read Tiny Beautiful Things. Yep. Um, it's a fantastic book. You will introspect all the way. Um, but Hunger Games, really good. And the movie's really good, I thought. Yeah. And um, that was a really good story. I followed along with Katniss and her craziness and politics and everything else. And lots of noise. But <laughs> Hunger Games, I like the movies. I thought Katniss was great. I thought Jennifer Lawrence was really good. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few young adults that have been adapted that actually encouraged me to... With noises. Uh... <laughs> Look into the series more because the other ones you're just like, oh, that's young adult. This one was like, this is young adult. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, exactly. And it's you gotta appreciate like, yeah, the books and the movies are different, but they both hold their own, Mm -hmm. which is surprising, especially in today's world. For for me, it was actually one of the very first movie series that actually like had read the books of. Because um, I didn't read any of the Star Wars books, like, but I watched all the movies. I didn't read any of the Lord of the Rings books, but I watched all the movies. And Harry Potter, I still haven't gotten one. I'm sorry, but um, anyways, I enjoyed it. So Hunger don't Games. apologize for your life. Uh, Just okay. Not. I want to watch the Harry Potter movies. So someone watch them with yes. me. Yes. The let's fun. Do it. Oh, let's the do it. The only fun Marathon. thing I liked about it 
Fred was how they switched the yep. sizes in the movies of the characters where Peta's the smaller one, technically. <laughs> yeah. and it's not, I thought it I was funny. I think actor-wise. But yeah. No, no, it is, it is, but so it's just like... They I'll finish this bad boy out. Got like 30 seconds. I'm not going to... Hurry I'll, up, I have I, a lightning round. I have like a okay, entire so, list. Okay, so lightning round. Uh, Pierce Antony, he made a yes. series about... Uh, just incarnations of immortality on a pale horse, the first one. This guy gets the job of being the Grim Reaper. It's really good. He was being suicidal. Grim Reaper comes in. He gets scared and shoots the Grim Reaper and kills him. And then Mother Nature comes in and is like, congratulations, you're the new Grim Reaper. He's like, like the what? Santa Claus. Santa Claus of Grim Reapers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Santa Claus. He gets the job. Santa Claus. And so it's yeah. him trying to, like, figure out, like, he has a judge souls when he's doing that stuff. It's absolutely amazing. It's one of my favorite ones. Because it's a dude that doesn't want to be the Grim Reaper, but then he realizes he's pretty good at judging souls. He's like fun. And then the devil's evil and trying to stop him and stuff, so it's really cool. All right, you sold me. Sarah? Okay. So aside from the things that I say all the time, I have <laughs> The Magic Fish by Trung Lee Wynn, Stardust, Ocean at the End of the Lake, Nevermore, by, all by Neil Gaiman, Dorian Gray, which I think is probably my favorite classic, and I hate classics, yep, so man, there's that. Uh, the yeah, Luna... Yes, sir. Uh, the Lunar Chronicles by uh, Marissa Meyer. And uh, as a child, I loved Princess of Nevermore, which is completely unrelated to the Neil Gaiman one, but it was fantastic. I have to go close out now. So the William Gibson, uh, I sh- I, this probably should have been above Dune for me, but, you know, it's all kind of tied. Uh, the William Gibson Sprawl Trilogy, so Neuromancer, Count Zero, and Mona Lisa Overdrive. Uh never been there's never been a good adaptation on screen but the, the books are fantastic it's considered I, I mean most people consider it the genesis of the cyberpunk uh, genre uh, Gibson's probably one of the fathers of cyberpunk uh, and just in general it is really really good if you if you've played the video game cyberpunk 2077 at all there are definite ties to to the, the sprawl trilogy I, I absolutely it's it's such a dystopian futuristic cyberpunk thing read it it's great yeah Katie Cyberpunk Katie is doing really good in, in that game. She punches a lot of people. Uh, well, my favorite bit of storytelling that exists ever, that's not just books, I guess, would be the MCU. Fight me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I thought about <laughs> wanting to pick that. No one, no. The entirety of the MCU. The entirety. Like, even the new Loki shit. Uh, new Loki's great. It's so good. Uh, yep. It's just like add stuff. They it's just so keep good. adding no, things. No, it's no, no one should fight you on that one. <laughs> uh, for, for, for me, for my quick, even though we're already over, um, is it's going to be um, a Dragonlance series. It's the Doom Brigade Ooh. or the Chaos War series. It's where they introduce the Draconians and them trying to find their place in the world. They're all guys. Eventually, they find females. To uh, I don't know what because I was too young to know. Uh, but it was just so perfect just incorporating the world of fantasy what you love about D&D and you love about just reading science fiction fantasy and they brought in new characters with their own personalities and it was just it was just a great series just great growing up okay uh, I'll just edit this part I'll be right back hold on you don't have a ticket no, you're you fine you don't have a tab Oh. Oh, last. Yeah. So it's, no, no, no. It's two people that are not sure that have tabs still open. So it was like, yo, Rigo, this is, it was like some, it was the people that he just. Last call. Do one more. Give me one more. Last call. Okay. So you guys heard that last call. (laughs) So uh, this is easily, we can do this again. 
Uh, there's tons of books. I didn't get to like 15 of them. And I was yeah, going to break the rules and talk about wrestling. So Kofi Kingston, that storyline is amazing. Oh, yeah. So uh, if you have any other cool books that we didn't go up and talk about, hey, Otis, you didn't talk about The Strand. You talk about them with their book all the time. I know. Uh, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have our Facebook at 20 Minutes at the Bar. I don't know why I shake. I'm like, we have our Facebook at <laughs> <laughs> hey, You got your you man the fuck are, out are, of you, are you part of this? Listen here, brother. Yeah, Boss but I'm not doing coke. So I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not all sweating and just. <laughs> so, uh, no, this is really fun. We love doing this. Uh, we have some really good topics. Jeff t- texted me one as we were talking, so that goes in there. I'm actually excited about the one he did. <laughs> so, hey, I have a lot still. No, in the Sarah's back. Sa- a UFO in the sky. Sarah's been like straight hitting home runs with no. these topics, so I'm it's very excited. Brain. So, like always, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. No. We love doing this. See you soon, Space Cowboy, and we'll see you guys next week for another 20 minute plus topic. Okay, bye guys. <laughs> bye. Aloha. Bye. Go fuck yourselves. He said aloha. <laughs> okay.